All right, everybody, we are back for another edition of Go Blue Stew. I'm your host, Stuart Douglas, here with John Teske. John, I appreciate you coming on. Where are you at? Tell everybody. With the, with the jersey in the back, that's nice. With the background, yeah, I'm actually at my parents' house in uh, uh, Medina, Ohio. So, yep, back with them right now. So. Nice. And you have, like, Indiana ties. Is that correct? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. So, sort my of. parents, uh, both my parents went to Grace College in Winona Lake. Um, and then when they first got married, they lived in Carmel. Um, my dad worked downtown. My mom worked at uh, Carmel Middle School. Okay. And so that's that's actually where I was born. It's also also my older sister Hannah. She was born there too. Um, but yeah, I only lived there for two years, and then we moved up to the Grand Rapids area, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So gotcha. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I went to high school in Carmel. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So all my friends, they're they're there. I'm still in Indy, trying to hold on, not move to the suburbs. But yeah, that's a funny connection. Um, so yeah, my so dad, what's what you say? My dad's our, my dad's always mad that we like we kind of left that area. Um, he wishes I kind of grew up around that area, especially with the basketball stuff. Hey, so. you would have killed it, Indiana basketball. You would have had some fun at Carmel. Those years were they were really good, and you would have just. I think they even won a couple state championships. You would have been perfect fit there. That'd have been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know our girls team at, at Carmel is like a feeder for Michigan. I know there's probably a couple girls there now. They were before, so it's yeah. I think one of them, one or two of them, is up there. Yeah. 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 So what's going on with you? You're with the Lakeland Magic. And when does all that start? Um. So, yeah, actually, this is kind of like, I guess, would be breaking news for everyone, too. But, like, I really haven't told anyone, like, I've really started to, like, transition from playing basketball into, like, the business world, I guess. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So this is really, like, the first time anyone will kind of hear this. I mean, obviously, besides, like, close family and friends and some of the guys also up in Michigan. But, like, ever since the season ended and – April, I kind of, yeah, took some time away and kind of fell in love with, like, I'm working with a family friend right now. I've actually really been enjoying it and um, really haven't looked back. Like, obviously, this uh, kind of going to it right now, this past year wasn't the best. Like, and also stuff with COVID, too. And sure. as, you, as you kind of know, the G League, too, as a big man, um, I don't know, it wasn't the best opportunity fit for me and kind of want to go in a different direction. So, yeah, kind of like no one really knows. I yeah, that's a big breaking news, of, man. Yeah. yeah, it's really kind of surprising to be honest, but um, yeah, I, I can tell people I haven't been, I've never been more happy in my life right now. So I've made really good decisions so far. That's cool. Yeah, it seems pretty organic. Like you've thought this out. It's kind of been something that's been going on for a little bit now in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, and just kind of follow through with it. And yeah, I know faith's really important to me, and I know God's got a plan for me, so I can really trust Him in this time. And yeah, I guess. A lot of people kind of figure that out now that this is kind of going on. But yeah, it's pretty cool to yeah. kind of explain my situation now. Yeah, that's it's uh, that's big news. It's um, I want to get into what you're gonna do, what your what your kind of plan is. But I know for me, when I was sitting there, I was in Israel in my apartment alone in quarantine and just waiting out, and that was my breaking point. And it would yeah. have been in the works for a couple of years, where like basketball just wasn't the same anymore. And then that was a breaking point where I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm done. Did you did you have one of those or it was just kind of something that just kind of kept inching along? Um, I mean, I gave the NBA a shot, uh, mm -hmm. especially during COVID, too. That didn't really help. But I, I also did go overseas during COVID, too, uh, for about a week, maybe. And I came back home. <laughs> um, and then just also the G League, too. Like, it's it's not a big man's league. Like, I'm getting yeah. four or five shots a game, maybe. I'm setting screens. I'm rebounding guards are shooting 30 times a game like 
obviously some people like still see potential in me, but like how much are they really just saying that or like to keep me around or like, am I really that close? Um, I don't know. Just up in there, I just turned 25 on and move on. Sick of, sick of living on a suitcase for eight, nine months out of the year. So, yeah, I, I was actually just listening to your story on, uh, I think it was Mason brew and it was your 10 day road trip. And then you went uh, on another road trip uh with the with the g league team and you just weren't home and you got home and you're like what is this and yeah that it's um it's jarring to say the yeah. least like when you don't have a home like that it, it's a little little odd feeling yeah yeah definitely like you know explaining that situation like i got the call january 1st or 2nd and i didn't get home until like january 29th and like it's tough. just on the road trying to figure out washer dryer situations in the hotel like coming home the food just spoiled like i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true i didn't think about that part you coming home you're like i gotta clean out everything in the fridge and just buy whole new groceries yeah yeah it's um it's uh yeah the non-glamorous part of chasing your dreams and especially in the g league where you're in a country where it's so dominated by the nba and then so many other sports mm -hmm. you know what do you feel like you gave it your full your full shot? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like COVID threw a wrench into it, but like I still got a really good opportunity going to training camp with the Magic two years in a row. Yeah, like showing them what I have. Um, then obviously also winning the G League my first year. Like obviously scouts are going to the playoffs. Like even though I was in a bubble, like people were all in that one area, so they could all see you play. And I played pretty well in there too to win it. Like yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect, but to win like the G League, like just a step below the NBA, like, that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, but then also this past year, like, we didn't have the best team, some injuries and COVID, but, like, also given the 10-day, like, I made the NBA. Like, I can say I played in the NBA. I'm 6-0, undefeated. Like, no one can say that. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize that kinda, part, yeah. Yeah, that's something funny, like, I can say, and, like, my friends always, like, kind of mention. And so, like, yeah, I had a, I had a good season, and, I don't know, just time time for new change. And, um, yeah. That's got to be like a sports trivia question. I think I'm going to add to my friend's group, where it's like, who's the winningest player in NBA history? No minimum, minimum game. Six game. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, it's been, I, I looked at your stats in the G League, and I saw 25 minutes and six shots a game. And I'm like, yeah. I know there's more space there. I know he's shooting threes. So when you got there, you know, was it a lot different? I know there's, you know, it's a, it's a different spacing. It's a different style, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Did you think that it was going to be different in terms of what your opportunities were going to be and, you know, how the NBA is shaping into a guards league? I mean, was it completely different? Did they sell you on it or it's just that's how it is and, you know, didn't match up with what you wanted? I think it's just kind of how it is. Like the five, man, like, you got to be really athletic in the fighting or like yeah. undersized, like, or you're just like a behemoth and whatever. Like there's kind of no one in between, especially for a guy like me. Like I'm not the most athletic. I can't shoot it, but like they're looking for like high flyers. I feel like at six, not 10, six, 11. Yeah. Um, but like with me being like very high Q player, like I'm able to pass. I'm going to like read the play before it happens. Like, I think that's what really kept me around too. Um, and just being in the right spot. Um, being a good communicator, good teammate. Um, and that kind of goes back to the Michigan days too, just and being a winner too. Like yeah. wherever I've gone, I've always won. And um, so, but yeah, going back to the playing style, like 
I don't know, just playing out of the high post area. I wasn't really posting up too much. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. mismatch, I'd go down the post, but like pick and pop, um, create, just create offense. And um, that's what I tried to do. And yeah, I mean, when I did get the opportunity to shoot, like sometimes I felt like I had to force a shot up. Like, I haven't t- like shot the ball in a while. And yeah, G League, G League's all about numbers too. So that's the other thing guys look at. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to kind of like look back and talk about it too. Yeah, it's definitely a volume league, and you see, you see like a lot of the guys. I feel like come down, two way players come down. And it's like they're expected to put up thirty points, forty points. Yeah. And so then you're in a tough spot where you're in a tough spot playing minutes, and you got just so many moving parts. Um, I did want to ask you: Is it seemed like you were really like in college, just having a lot of fun, and you were kind of developing your game, and it was exciting? But it is still a job. And I think basketball, I really my my worldview changed in college based off how serious basketball got in college. And, you know, you did something wrong. It was like Beeline thought you slapped his mother. You know, it was like it got real serious. And so it changed my worldview on yeah. things. And I'm curious if it was even different going to the G League for you in terms of that excitement from basketball, that kind of passion. Did it change a little bit? Was it different from college? Um, oh, the passion and excitement was always kind of there, but the big thing was to like, first of all, like I go from playing in front of like what 17,000, yeah, at Chrysler, Breslin, you're playing in front of 100 people in the G League in Lakeland, Florida, like <laughs> 200 people, maybe, yeah, like that's the big thing. Like, you're going on the road, you may have like 11 o'clock game for like kids' day or something, like just crazy stuff like that. Which is like unique, but like you're used to playing if you're from the Big Ten or ACC or something like that, you're used to playing in front of twenty thousand a night. And then the other thing too is, in college you spend so much time with each other, not just like on the floor, but outside. Like, mm. like you're at the AC together, um, you're hanging out, you're going to football games together. Like here, like you forget people have real like life. They have wives, they have kids. Yeah. Like this first time I've played with people have had little boys with like little girls like kids come to a game like their dads like they come home and they have to provide for their family like i've always just been around like teammates just like we're just hanging out like no care in the world but really that's the other thing like people have these families and that didn't really hit me until this past year when we were all down in lakeland we were all kind of living in the same apartment so kind of those big two things like really like change my perspective like obviously the passion and excitement for basketball was always there but those two things outside of it it's just kind of like kind of like whoa yeah no that makes a lot of sense i know that one of the two biggest things that were like shocking after like overseas basketball was one in the warm-ups you could now listen to music with cuss words in it and two was people with like families and kids and like going with like 35 38 year olds i mean i had a teammate my first year was like 38 and i'm like what's going on right now Uh, what is this yeah yeah Yeah. it's a little different i i did want to ask you about overseas did you ever consider it i know you you were gonna go to Ustend, and then Mm -hmm. that didn't happen you know what why didn't you pursue that more i'm more of a family person sure friends person like i like obviously like i'm comfortable in my own skin but like i i kind of rushed into that decision my agent kind of called me he's like hey i got a spot for you in belgium like you signed in march right yeah pretty it early. was like it was two weeks after we won the championship so like yeah. they were he said they were going to play till at least they wanted that year so they were going to at least play to the first week of 
June. And so, like, for me, my process was like, hey, I can get paid also more time playing, like, professional basketball. Like, because the bubble was only, like, 20 games maybe, not even. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was getting a lot of playing time or, like, a lot of games in. Um, and so I was like, yeah, like, I'll do it. Like, why not? I'll just, I don't know really why I said yes, basically like in a day and like the following week I was packing up ready to go. And it was crazy because it took me a week to get there before I was actually there because I needed, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but like it was when you had to get a COVID test within 72 hours of your flight. Mm. Well, my flight was like Monday and I got the COVID test Friday. And when I checked in, it was like the 73rd hour. They're like, no, you can't go on. So I had to call my dad to come pick me up from Cleveland. Had to get a COVID test that day. They changed the flight till Wednesday. I'd fly from Cleveland to D.C. and then D.C. to Brussels. Finally, Wednesday, I go there. I finally get to D.C. The flight leaves at like 7 o'clock at night. I'm supposed to land Thursday morning. I'm about to board the flight in D.C. They say, no, you don't have the correct paperwork from the Belgium embassy. What? So I'm like, they're like, yeah, this is new within the last two days. Like no one knew, like the team didn't know. I didn't know. So I was like, I don't know what to do. So like United had to take my bags off. They had to find a hotel for me. I was trying to connect with the people in Belgium. Well, meantime, this is like two, three o'clock in the morning for them. Yeah. So I was struggling to find, have to call my agent. So they're like, yeah, we'll send you the embassy paper like Thursday morning or whatever. All day just waiting in the airport Thursday. Finally get it. Finding the fire out Thursday night in the Friday morning. And, like, I didn't know, like, talking to anybody, like, hey, like, make sure you get this in your contract or this. Like, I was just in, like, regular business class. Like, yeah. just regular, like, economy or whatever. I didn't ask for, like, first class or business class because I didn't know. So just in that, finally get there Friday. Old guy picks me up. I'm like. It's just like silent, like dead silent, because like it's still COVID over there too. And I'm like, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, where am I? So they pick me up or whatever. I go to the gym, meet the coach, and then meet some of the players. They they played that night, but like I had to like quarantine. So they took me to my apartment, but like mm -hmm. it was a player's before my apartment. Like he doesn't clean. So it was like smelly. And then I tried wow. to take a shower. There's no hot water. I couldn't get used to the time change. I was struggling. And I think the only thing that kind of going was it was March Madness here. So, like, I was up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning just watching the 7 o'clock games here. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is the only thing going. Didn't do anything Saturday. Sunday came around. And, like, I think I called my grandpa first because that's he's been, like, the most important guy in my life. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And told my dad, too. And I finally called my agent. And he's like, yeah, you'll have to talk to, like, the coach. And, like, the coach tried to get me, like, at least – I didn't even touch basketball. He's like, let me just get you from a practice. I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, I've always – I've already had trouble getting here. Yeah. Trouble, like, I can't even do anything COVID, lockdown. I'm just sitting in my apartment. I can't get my PlayStation or can't get TV, <laughs> can't get anything to work. I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then I had to get a COVID test back home. So I'm like freaking out about that. Cause like, I don't know how they'll handle that situation. Like, do I have to get it? Will they like apply it? Or like, will they set it up for me? They finally set it up for me like Monday. And I flew up, I flew back Tuesday. And yeah, it was a crazy like week and a half. I was like, just made a decision. 
took a week to get there. Not even five, six nights, and I was already back home. Yeah, you're um it I tell everyone all the time, and even in my ninth year, you know, you get there, you land, you know, your mom, girlfriend, wife, whoever, how's it going? Well, it sucks. It's like the yeah. first week, the first two weeks, like it's terrible. And then, you know, things can change. But I, I you're giving me like flashbacks of like the first time going overseas and how anxiety riddling it was. And I even went over with like a cracked back. So I was like praying oh. to God that they just didn't cut me in the first month or so. And luckily, yeah. <laughs> you know, not luckily, but, you know, sort of luckily for me, they were going through a bit of a recession. Um hangover still when i went over to spain so they're like we can't afford to cut you and sign somebody else so i got a little lucky there but i feel for you man it is one of the most isolating experiences going somewhere like that leaving everything you love everything you know and on top of that you did it during covid and like with yeah. the isolation and quarantine like it's too much it's just too yeah. much it's too much i'm talking like my younger sister who i'm pretty close with and some friends are like i was texting them at that time and they're like, yeah, I can't believe you went over there in the first place, knowing you, John. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't know what made me say yes. Like, all I said was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. You, and like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. If you could snap your finger and be there and practice in, you know, a day and a half and like have the uh, accommodations ready, like it would be great. But, you know, you just don't know what you're walking into. That's the other thing. You're kind of going yeah. in blind with the team. And it's kind of surprising because I've heard good things from Mustan. So it's kind of surprising they kind of, skimped on you a little bit but it is COVID, so i think things were tight so yeah. they were like yeah we're just gonna put him in this shitty apartment and we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah definitely i mean they ended up winning it all but like yeah it was not worth it no so. no i i can appreciate you knowing that and like you're resolute with all of this and at such a young age and like with your trajectory that you have with your skill it's cool to see you just all these athletes get a lot of crap, you know, like football players, especially where it's like, you know, why are they retiring? It's millions. He's worried about mm -hmm. a little head thing or basketball player retiring early or whatever it may be. And it's like, no, I know I'm done. Like, this isn't what my life is going to be. It's not going to be this forever. So it's it's really cool to see, you know, you be able to stay strong in that. And I imagine that takes a pretty strong support system. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously playing sports my whole life. That's kind of all I know. Yeah. Um, I come home. I love watching sports. I'm actually have the Indians, right? Indians, Guardians, whatever on right now. But um, I don't know, just always been around sports and family. And that's been a huge part of my life and still is. And I still want it to be. But um, yeah, just time to hang it up, really. Um, yeah. I've had a great, great career. And I look back on it, I've been blessed to never been hurt. So I'm thankful for that. And that is a win. Um, that's a big yeah. win. People don't realize no. that's a huge win. Especially like the level that we've played at. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thankful for everything that's happened to me. Especially at your height. It's like so mm -hmm. easy to just get cut, undercut, whatever it may be. All the elbows in the world, you're getting hit. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that is a blessing. All right, so tell mm -hmm. me what is next for you? What, what you've been cooking up, kind of leaning towards now? Yeah, so right now I'm – I'd like to get into business or sales. Um, I want to go back to the Michigan area. Um, oh, really? my name. My name's already out there, but also my mom's side of the family is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, a bunch of my friends from college to live up there. So that's where I'm looking at right now, um, especially with the help of 
uh, Michigan alumni and stuff that they have over there. And yeah, kind of searching and scanning for over there right now and see what happens with that. Are you in contact with anybody specific within the program or within the alumni association? Um, just the people that I have at, uh, was it the athletic center or whatever? Uh Um, so those guys, and then, um, I was up at, I actually was up at the Michigan Hawaii game. So, so I'll talk to coach Howard and some of the guys like that, but I don't really know if I want to get into like coaching like that. Yeah. Um, so that's, but obviously all those connections do help. So we'll see where it takes me. Yeah, definitely. My, my mom begged me for like, three years to retire just just come home and be an assistant coach at butler and i'm like i don't think it's that easy mom but i would yeah. if, if you could hand it to me and like s- tell me i'd be there for 20 years i'd do it but that's just not how it works yeah especially like my mom's like well you go back into your teach well i don't want to like t- like i don't know if i'd want to teach but like i don't want to go back to school right now that's the thing like i just got out two years ago and i still don't want to go back like yeah even for like or if i started a ga like i don't want to do any school especially being out for two years now i'm like no, I don't right. My my dad at one point too is like, go go back to law school. And I'm like, hey, you don't think that's it? I don't think that's in the cards for me, Dad. But you're yeah. you're looking in, into sales. Anything specific, or it's just kind of where you think you're? Yeah, just kind of. I mean, I don't really know. Like, obviously, I'll have to learn and grow. But I think that's sure. one good thing about me. Just like, I'm willing to learn. I'm I'm willing to grow. Like, that's one thing on the basketball court you have to do. And um. I think always being on a team, I think being around a good team and having mentors I've had, like if I was under a good mentor somewhere, like, yeah, anything is possible. So, dude, I can already see like billboards of John Teske, you know, or like <laughs> you have like the rectangle and then there could be like you taller than the billboard and it's kind of like a cut out of a top. Hey, if you need somebody, I'm here for you. Uh, reach out, reach out. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I do want to get into some Michigan stuff. Um, your experiences with that, because you had a hell of a career, really very interesting stuff. Um, and, you know, I'll have to have you on again to talk about all of it. But in specifically, you were one of the few that have experienced both Beeline and Howard. And mm-hmm. so I want to get into why you chose Michigan a little bit. But, you know, there's a lot of comparisons there. I think a lot of similarities. They're both very intense in their own different ways, but you would have a good perspective on that. Like where are they very similar and where are they very different? Do you think? I mean, similar, I think they both know the game very well. Mm-hmm. Obviously coach behind didn't play. Like that's a difference I'll get into. And like coach Howard played, but like they both, they both do know the game very well. Um, they care so much about you. Um, they'll stand up for you. They always have your back. You know that going in. Um, they want you to learn and grow and just not on the court but off the court as well. Um, obviously, a couple of differences. Coach Beeline was so, like, not old school, but, like, you know, like, sure. can't wear backwards hats. You got to wear all the same shoes. You got to do this. Like, travel-wise, like, Coach Howard came and was like, as long as you got, like, Jordan Brand stuff on, like, I don't care. Like, he's, yeah. you can just tell he's younger. Like, Coach Howard played there. He knew like what we're going through outside of basketball. That I think that was a big part. Like Coach Beeline was just basketball, basketball, basketball. Like Coach Howard came in, he knew like, hey, you got academics, hey, you got social life, you got this and that. Like you got stuff outside of basketball, but like inside the practice courts, you, you're locked in, you're locked into the game, stuff like that. But outside, like you have a life. Like well, sometimes Coach Beeline, like 
I loved him to death, but like he, I feel like he didn't think we had a life at times. Like there's just basketball, basketball, basketball. Sure. And now like and like obviously like that really did help us. And like looking back on it, like the little things, he's so catching the ball with two hands, like kept landing on two feet, like stuff I never thought of. Like I'm going back to my high school right now, like helping out and like watching this kid go off one foot and like guys go off two feet and they're like looking at me like I'm clueless. Like I was like, I, I know, trust me, it sounds yeah. it sounds funny, but like it really does help. And so I, I think it was very beneficial for both for for me to have both coaches, especially like have Coach Howard like transitioning in my senior year, like going into the pros too, because all the language they use now mm-hmm. is all the language that the pros use. So going to training camp with the magic, like it was identical. Like I didn't have any I didn't slow down because Coach Bilan's office it was all like zoo animals. Like that was nothing. Right. That NBA doesn't do that. Right. So it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Was that easy? They we they was uh that was highlighted a lot when Coach B took the Cleveland job and about his lingo and everything. But was it was it just as difficult or pretty simple to transition from Beeline to Howard with the lingo? It was it was pretty simple. Coach Howard just made every simple. Everything was like a ball screen or a pistol, like Sure. You don't have any lions, tigers, bears, yeah. like whatever. Space it, yeah. Whatever else yeah. And I don't even know what that was used because, like, as a five man in Beeline's office, I I just caught the ball and waited for guards to cut. Like I didn't have to worry about what they were doing. Yeah. So, like, to be honest, I didn't. Half the time, it wasn't even like affecting me. But guards like Xavier Simpson, like he had to change from one to the next, and I know he's told me a couple times, like he's. It's really benefited him, like going in training camp with the Thunder, with the Magic too. And, sure. Um, yeah. So it just kind of gives us an up on guys that don't have like a kind of retired, I guess, NBA coach coaching their college team. Yeah, it, that's an interesting point because you know, there's that's like a week that you you could be just trying to learn what the lingo is in training camp, and that can make all big a uh, huge difference. You don't want to be out there trying to think about like what what does that mean again? Like you just want to react. So yeah, a, you can just focus on the play at hand and not have to think first. Yeah, definitely. It you why in the first place did you choose Beeline and Michigan? What what attracted you with with both of them? Not just being close to home. Like it's two and a half hours from Medina. It's also at family and grandma's. Like, like I said, it's two hours from there, but just the coaching staff that he had, Coach Meyer, too, um, then Coach Washington that he has still. And uh, I don't know, just the system they ran with the five-man. Yeah. I was able to play inside and out. Like, I can kind of, like, picture myself doing that. I knew, like, I could always shoot the three, but just being comfortable being able to shoot the ball more like that. Um, being able to learn and grow. Coach Beeline knew the game so well. Um and then also, like, obviously, you, you couldn't go wrong with the academics. And I love the campus and mm-hmm. the guys on the team when I did go up to visit. And the older guys I had, D. Walt, Zach Irvin, Doc, um, Sean, Mark, Duncan, Mo, like, they're all really great guys. And they Not they Doc. Really... We hate Doc. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I love Doc. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you get it. Like, yeah. it's, it's a great culture. And um, so that's another reason why I wanted to go, too. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, the difference between – you have a unique position, I think, at a five spot. You know, with the point guard spot, Beeline was kind of getting in. It was really starting to funnel into the the ball screen stuff. That was started with Darius Morris and Trey, and it was really just a guard-heavy – it's guard-heavy basketball, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. But the five position, were you 
kind of getting the same pick and pop opportunities from junior senior year. You know, I know it was different sets and everything, but are you seeing, did you see your role drastically change or was it just kind of, you know, between sets, a system and more freedom? Um, obviously with coach Beeline, there's a lot more sets with coach Howard's more freedom. So yep. coach Beeline would draw plays like here and there. And like the five would like a lot of times pop. And obviously the option for me was to shoot it, but most times it was to like pass or whatever. So I did. And someone did say like between my junior and senior, like threes or the percentage went up, down or whatever. But with Coach Howard's, like I had the freedom to shoot it, but like just moving the ball like freely, like that's what I thought I did well in the G League. Like mm-hmm. I pop, but like the guard has to stop. Like the stunt, will we backdoor cut? I throw the ball to him or go throw the ball in the corner. Another pick and roll. So always just moving and just freely like trying to read the defense, like depending on if there's a drop coverage, if they're double teaming, like just kind of reading that defense too. So it kind of depended who we played really too at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It always does. You never know if you're playing against a six, eight, five man or a seven foot five man in the big 10 or what yeah. that's going to look like, what their, what their defense looks like. So yeah, it just kind of always changes. Um, that is interesting. Uh, I do have, I got a million more questions for you, but maybe we can do that another time. Uh, All with, good. With, like the differences. I love the, like the minutia, minute details of everything i think i could bore people between like the differences of everything i've hammered away at it on this podcast but it is it's very interesting you'll never look at basketball the same i think especially no, going I, through beeline but definitely going through both it's yeah like, i can't watch like ever since i'm watching film like watching 45 minutes of film every day and him stopping <laughs> the, the space board after like a half second like you're, you haven't moved seven moves like yeah hey just, just give it a second and i move like that's what we'd always talk about like he's hit in the space for every millisecond like you're still yeah. moving, you still have, you still have, like just play it and i do move and, like, yeah he wore uh, a, he broke a space bar in one of his laptops during during my years i mean he wore it down so hard he was smacking it that he had to get a new laptop i don't even think they could replace it i think he broke the whole thing he's probably that, done that a couple times probably. Too, probably. So. probably okay i got um some a little bit of quick hitters some not so quick hitters maybe two and two to get you out of here um First quick hitter, Skeeps or Ricks? Skeeps. That's my my man. Yeah, I think you everyone yeah. besides like one person has said Ricks. Somebody said both. <laughs> um, and actually, two two more questions. So you had an interesting experience where your senior year was cut off. You know, the whole yeah. NCAA tournament was canceled. So I asked everybody, like, what their last game felt like because it's very unique it can be relief it can be total sadness it can be sadness a month later you didn't really have much closure there so i mean did you was it weird thing to end did you did you end up getting closure there i know for me you know some things took years for closure for certain aspects of my basketball career have you ever gotten closure with that you just kind of move on or it seems like a very unique odd experience Uh, i think at this point i've kind of moved on but it was weird because I think that Thursday night we played in Nebraska. That was my senior night. So mm-hmm. just all the emotions from that. And then we went to Maryland on that Sunday and we got killed by like 20 or 30. And yeah, that, my parents were there. My older sister, Hannah, she was there and I saw them and like it's, the world's still kind of normal. Like you heard of rumors, but like, you're like, Oh, this couldn't be anything. Like, yeah, we'll see you at the bit. We'll see you at the Big Ten tournament. We were playing Thursday. We were playing Rutgers the first game at noon. So, like, we didn't think anything. Else. I was like, yeah, I'll see you guys later. And then, um, yeah, I went to the tournament. 
on the way there, we were busing there, and that's when we heard, like, Rudy Gobert and, like, the NBA got canceled. And we're like, all right, this is, like, strange. Like, there's no way we're playing, right? We wake up, do the whole routine, um, huh. get there. They put the clock on and say only family. That That's when they changed it. Only family members could go. Interesting. We're, we're warming up. Um, it was a Banker's Life field house, just empty. <laughs> empty. Like, we're that's like, this bad. is weird. Austin Rucker's on the court. Ten minutes goes in, like, is up. We go back in for the final talk. We come back out. They stop the clock at, like, six. And, like, the refs and, like, the big ten minutes are having discussion. We're, like, looking around, like, what? Families still aren't in there. So, like, that's weird, too. There's, like, hmm. five minutes to tip off. No one's in there. That's when they tell us to get off the court. And, yeah, that's when they canceled it. So, like, that was that. I was able to see my parents back in the hotel. They left after that. It was like a ghost town in downtown Indy. We left that we left that Thursday to go back to campus. And, yeah, on that bus ride, I, I, I broke down. I was like, that's when it hit me. I was like, I'm never going to play again. Yeah. Um, and that that was like the first time I broke down. And then when I came back, then I came back here because, like, campus closed. So I came back here. And, yeah, just like. It was like, wow, that's really it. Yeah. You couldn't even get didn't. closure from leaving school. Yeah. I didn't I'd go I didn't even go back to campus until that following year to go see one of my best friends. Hmm. And I didn't I didn't even go back to the gym until like three weeks ago when Michigan played Hawaii. They had a tailgate with some recruits and that was the first time I was back at the gym since I left two years ago. Damn. Which is crazy. Like obviously like I couldn't go anyways just because of any games because of like ba- my basketball schedule, yeah. but like outside of it, like all of a sudden I just got up and left. So, so weird. It's so strange. It is. It's something. And pe- yeah. Yeah. Just crazy because like how that started, my, that ended my senior year. Well, the start of my freshman year, I was on the plane crash to DC with the team. That was your freshman year? Yeah. And like. <laughs> Just crazy to go from that winning the Big Ten tournament my freshman year, winning the Big Ten championship my sophomore year, going to the Final Four, then junior year starting eighteen and zero, yeah. Then having the, then having the coaching change, and then going having the COVID year. Like my grandma's like, John, you've had a crazy four years. I didn't even think about that. And my grandma's like, you've had the most crazy like experience ever. Yeah, it's it really is no wonder you're like, yeah, I've I've fulfilled eighteen lifetimes worth of basketball. It's, yeah, like I shouldn't even be the spot right now. And right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's a lot, man. It wears on you. Yeah. You've gone through enough. You're like, yeah, I did it. Everything. I thought it would, you know, you, you're like six years old and you're like, I got to play till 40. And you're like, you get there and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I basically did mentally. It was all, it was like three different yeah. lifetimes worth of stuff. So it's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You've had a weird, a crazy up and down. Um, a couple more things. I found another question. So, I always find this interesting. It's kind of on the spot and it can either be your favorite college moment or one that just comes to you. One that kind of always just sticks out. doesn't have to be a favorite or maybe one that just, you know, you can come off the top of your head. Do you have one? Um, I'd have to say my senior year, we went to the, the battle for Atlantis or whatever. And mm, MVP. Yeah. won the MVP, but just not that, like we were unranked. We beat Iowa State, yeah. like, Thought we, we could do that, and then we played North Carolina, and like I was like, oh, maybe we could beat that. We beat them by like twenty, and like Gonzaga, oh no, shot, we beat that. We beat them by twenty. 
<laughs> and just to go do it in the Bahamas, like in that term, my parents were there and my older sister was there. So like that was special too. And yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun that, that tournament. Yeah. I can imagine doing that because those, those are tough as it is. So like when they go bad, they can go real bad. Those types of like yeah. trips. But then when you, I, I, I never won one of those or let alone got an MVP. One of those, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, you just kind of flipped on it in its head. You're like, you just completely owned it. I, I think that's, that would probably be in one of my, my top moments. Yeah. That's for sure. Then the other one has to be Jordan Poole's shot. Oh uh, man. Against, against Houston. Like I, at that time, I think I told someone, I was like, he's going to hit it. It's like Jordan's the type of kid that always hit those shots in practice. I think he hit one earlier in the week too. And like, you know, Coach Beyond, he always does those plays like after practice or whatever. Like, well, like it won't really work, but like a kid with that, like you never know. Like he has the capability of hitting it. And so, now was that drawn up as a handoff, or was that just a decision between those two? That was just kind of a decision between those two. Like he has like that type of play, like where I think Muhammad is supposed to, just supposed to come up and drop like drill, yeah. but like somehow Jordan like came behind and like she just like flipped it to him. And the funny thing is, I think Ibby Watson's in that play. And, like, he, like, you can see him, like, coming closer to the camera. And, like, in the film the next day or two days later, Coach Bill's like, what are you doing, Ibby? And, like, Coach, like, we just made a shot. Like, and he's worried about us not drawing up the play correctly. <laughs> that just shows you where Coach Beeline's yes. was at. Oh, yeah, so. big time. We have a, we've had a couple of those moments where you you think you're, like, doing great or like nothing's really wrong you're not doing anything and it's like yeah that's you just did that completely wrong this is all wrong even though you like, scored yeah. three points there yeah yeah um last question i ask everybody to end it what is one thing that you learned um whether from somebody else or just through your own experiences that you still at michigan your time at michigan your four years that you still carry with you to this day I mean, I think just the experience that you get going to Michigan and the culture you're around. Um, obviously, going to my freshman year, I didn't really know what to expect. But, like, mm. you see the older guys as juniors and seniors, the culture that like, they build and, like, how they've always wanted, like, their hard work, dedication, and the time they put into it. You keep coming in as freshman, you don't really know or understand that. And then as I grew older and – as I started to win and like just grow, not just on and off the court, like I understood, and I could see where they got it from. And so, as a junior senior, I wanted to replicate what the older guys did when I was a freshman. And so, like I want to show the younger guys, um, what kind of what it means to be a Michigan man and the culture. And I think that's just kind of revolving door that that now Michigan basketball has on the last 10, 12 years now. And so. I mean, I think it'll continue as well, but um, I'm just kind of watching and learning and growing, and yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question. No, but definitely. It, yeah. It's unique if you're not in them, in it, or have been a part of it. But if you have a like, if you've been around it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's the the importance of learning from the people before you and then passing it on. Uh, it's mm -hmm. very important. We romanticize it all the time in college sports, but it's a lot easier said than done. So, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And definitely in Michigan, like, you don't see guys going one and done. Like, 
obviously, I think Iggy was one and done. Jordan was there for two years. Mm. Like maybe guys are there for two years, like two years, but like most of the guys there are three, four, five years. Like Eli Brooks was like six years. He was one yeah. of good friends. I was like, they're yeah. calling him like Grandpa or something. Austin Davis, he was like six years. So like, yeah, people that go to Michigan, they're they're staying four or five years, and so I think that's that's huge. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You'll have those guys will come in one year, two years, but yeah, those four or five years guys, those are those are your solid, your building blocks. Those are very important, John. Yeah, I definitely. really, yeah, John. I really appreciate you, man. I I really do hope we can get you back on here down the road. I had literally a whole list full of questions for you that we didn't get into, but I really appreciate <laughs> you coming on and feeling no comfortable talking about your yeah. next steps. Uh, best of luck yeah. with everything. I have no doubt that you'll be successful in it, and yeah, hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, cool. No, I appreciate it. And thanks for letting me come on and talk with you.